the base of my message is from the epistle. These words, it was to show his righteousness at the present time so he might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Blessings, good to have you here. I'm sort of a history geek, so I enjoy Reformation history. So the past six years, I've been preaching over the 500th anniversary of various themes in the Reformation. Uh, 1517, or 2017, was my sermon nailing in the 95 Thesis. Somebody sent me a Facebook uh, note, and they had the 95 Reese's. Get a Reese's cups? Not very funny, okay. All right, um, then there was, yeah, there was Lutheran's Sermon on the Grace. Uh, these sermons were before I was here. Then my first year here, Luther at the Leipzig Debate in 2019. 2020, Luther's Key Theological Writings. 2021, Luther at the Diet of Worms. So this past Wednesday, we had a trunk or treat with Reformation activities, and we had a, had a table for the Diet of Worms, and we shared about the Diet of Worms, and every, every participant got two little gummy worms to eat, okay? The Diet of Worms, okay? And then this year... Uh, Luther at the Wartburg Castle translate the Bible into German. Now, sorry for the confusion with, with the video, but if you saw the video, there's a section there where Luther is taken to the Wartburg Castle. So let's catch everybody up. So Luther's at the Diet of Worms. He defends himself, and, and the emperor and, and the emperors and the popes delegation finds Luther guilty of being a heretic, usually get burned at a stake, and so Luther escapes with the fastest means of transportation available. He had a 2022 Porsche XL, okay? No, just kidding. He had four horses and carriage, and at that time, it was the fastest form of transportation all the way up to the steam engine, and Luther got away. And then Luther, on the road, escaping from Wittenberg, even though he was promised safe passage from the Pope, uh, Luther is kidnapped um, by really his allies, and he's taken into Wartburg Castle, and they didn't even tell him where he's at. They won't let him know where he's at, uh, and then he becomes Junker Georg, which is uh, a knight, okay? And so that, that's what the sermon is about. So, but Reformation is about this teaching. Can you read the verse with me? So what the Reformation is about, and I think Mr. McGee alluded to it uh, during the readings, is that we are saved by grace through faith. It's amazing how many times I ask someone, if they, if they die, will they go to heaven? They'll say yes. And even Lutherans will say, well, it's because I'm a good person. We just can't give it up. We are saved by grace alone. That is a foundation of Christianity, and that's a foundation of Lutheranism, that we're saved by grace alone. So Martin Luther said this, we need to hear the gospel every day because we forget the gospel every day, and that's the theme of the Reformation. So anyways, uh, we'll continue with, with this. Um, and to get you into sort of thinking about language and translating, what do these words mean? So just throw it out if you can guess what they mean. What does it mean to be hip? They say you're hip, you're what? Cool. Uh, what does it mean to ghost someone? You disappear. I'm on Facebook talking to someone and they disappear. I, I'm, I'm talking to someone online and they disappear. I got, sometimes they say I got ghosted. Um, what does salty mean? They say you're salty. What does it mean? Well, you're sort of gritty. You're sort of tough. Um, what about hobnob? You know, ever hobnob? Yeah, talk to people. Interact. What does it mean if you're hot? Someone says you're hot, what? You're good looking, yeah. 
Doesn't mean you have to go outside and cool down, okay? Uh, what does this mean? Binge watch. Yeah, you just watch the show over and over, over again. My, my children taught me that. No commercials, okay? Let's do a couple more. Uh, what does it mean to flex? Show how good you are. Uh, yikes! What does that mean? Here, 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 yikes. What does it mean? Don't know? Rut row, Scooby, yikes. Something bad's going to happen. What's corny? Don't say Pastor Muse's jokes, okay? <laughs> All right? There's, in the, and if you hear if someone's in the zone, what? If someone says you're in the zone, what? You're focused. You're doing very, very well. Watched the game yesterday. You wondered about that. And finally, Homer. What's a Homer? A Homer is a person that can only see one side of the issue. To them, their team's the best. They always have an excuse for their team. They're a Homer, okay? All right, anyways, for that. So let's get into the translation. Read that with me. Okay, so I don't know if you know this, but the Old Testament, I mean, the Old Testament's written in what language? Do you know? Say it. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew, originally. New Testament's written in what? Greek, originally, okay? Never trust a translator, right? So original language of the Old Testament is Hebrew. The original language of the New Testament is Greek. So I always share this story through my life with God. A real Sanchez was a bank robber. And he robbed a bank in Texas. He got on his horse, put the money in his leather case, and he rode across the Rio Grande to Mexico. And he got away with the money. And so the Texans found out about it. And Texans do what Texans do. They got a posse together. And they went to go find Rio Sanchez because he stole their what? Yeah, he stole their money. And so they found Rio Sanchez. That's where they thought he'd be in the saloon. And the Texan posse got off their horses, went to the saloon, and they found Rio Sanchez and called him over and says, Rio, um, we want our money back. And, and I'm not good with Spanish, but, but Rio goes, no, no comprende inglés, right? How do you say it? I don't understand English. So the Texans say, well, we'll get a translator. So Rio Sanchez is there. The Texan posse's there. Get a translator. And translator go, Rio Sanchez, translators say, Tell, ask Rio Sanchez if he stole our money. And Rio Sanchez said, yes. And then the Texans say, tell Rio Sanchez we want our money back. And Rio Sanchez says, no. They're, they're going back and forth with a translator. Then the Texans tell the translator, tell Rio Sanchez we want our money back or we're going to shoot him dead like the dog he is. And so Rio Sanchez began to sweat a little bit because he's dealing with Texans. And Rio Sanchez began to sweat a little bit. He goes, okay. I threw it in the well on the north side of town. He told it to the translator. And the translator looked at the Texan posse guys and said, he'd rather die like a dog than tell you where the money is. <laughs> Never trust to what? That's why pastors study Hebrew and Greek. So we can know the original language. And so, though, are you guys familiar with these translations of the Bible? Anyone know what the KJV stands for? And RSV? Anyone remember that? That's a rise standard. That was like in the 60s and 70s. In the 80s, the NIV came out, and some of you are very familiar with that. And then, any of you have, anybody ever own or have Good News for Modern Man? Remember that? That's another popular translation. And then, right now, probably from like 2006 on, we've been using the ESV. That's the English standard, standard version. These are all translations. Uh, various translations from the Bible. But once again, never trust a what? A translator. So that's why we study the original languages. So if you go to one of our seminary, seminaries, you have to study either Greek or Hebrew or both. Never trust a translator. So 
Let's go back to Martin Luther. Martin Luther's kidnapped. He becomes Junker Georg. He is now a knight in hiding. He's in the Wartburg Castle. And there he begins translating the Bible into German. Now, he could have been watched shows. He could have just laid around. But he wanted to translate the Bible into German to which people can speak. All right? And so he did six months, 1,500 words a day. So he's cranking out the translation. Um, every day he's translating five, 1,500 words of the New Testament into German because that's the language people spoke in those days. And it's finished in September 1522, hence it's known as a September Testament. If you read the epistle article in September, that, that was what the lead article was about, the September Testament. And let's continue. And so the nailing of the 595 thesis began... The Reformation, really, the Reformation began root when people could read the Bible in their own what? Language. That's when the Reformation really began root. People can read uh, the people's book. And, and between 1522 and 1545, Luther continued to update it, as well as add the Old Testament translation to it as well. And Cronach, uh, he, was a, he was an artist in those days. Now, does anyone remember what the name of the printing press was that Luther used? Do you know? Say it. Yeah, Gutenberg. So the Gutenberg printing press and the added pictures to it and so Luther translates the New Testament into the German language that the common everyday person could read. Uh, why, why was Luther a gifted translator? Why, why was Luther the man God chose? Um, well, first of all, he's a master of the German language. Luther went into the, the shop places. He talked to the butchers. He talked to the teachers. He talked to the common folk. Uh, he, he, he talked to mothers. He talked to farmers. And so he got to know the German language that people spoke. And then he was, he knew Greek and Hebrew quite well. He was a scholar. So just like at, at the seminaries today, Luther knew he, Greek and Hebrew and he understand the German language. But, but here's the thing, he's also was a gifted theologian. He knew what the Bible said and what the Bible meant. So here's a person who mastered the languages and understood what the Bible was about. Uh, he was aided from Melanchthon. We don't know much about, you don't hear much about Melanchthon. But if I was going to put Luther up here with the Reformation... Melanchthon would be just a little bit below. He's another big key player in the Reformation. And finally, um, he's a good translation, requires a diligent Christian, learned, experienced, and a practical heart. And so Luther translates the New Testament to German. So who could read it? Everyone can read the Bible. So the Reformation now, uh, it's just not 95 Thesis or other writings. People can now read the Bible in their own language. So why translate the Bible? Why translate the Bible? Well, Luther believed in the priesthood of all believers. Now, if I was going to call you a priest, many of you would say no. We have Pastor Muse, but I'm not a priest. But as a Christian, if you ever told someone that Jesus forgives them, then you're a what? A priest. If you ever shared that you have eternal life because of Christ, you're a what? A priest. So who's a priest in this house of worship? Who? We all are. We believe in the priesthood of all believers. So why else the clarity of the gospel? People can understand the gospel. Now, don't have to raise your hand. Have you ever been in a Roman Catholic um, sanctuary in your life? Yeah, I, I've been in many. Uh, had a pastor's conference a couple months ago. Roman Catholic cathedrals are gorgeous. They're wonderful. There's a lot of symbolism, and they actually have stained glass many times the seven stations of the cross. And there's a reason for that. That's for the common person to come into church and they can understand the gospel message because many people couldn't what? Read. And so if I'm illiterate and I don't know the Christian message, I should come into the sanctuary and there's the art and symbolism and I can understand the faith. So 
by reading, we get a lot more in depth. So here, here's a dumb example. Do you ever watch a movie and read the book? You ever done that? Which is more detailed? The book is. So, so now Luther has a book to clarify the gospel. Why else did Luther translate the Bible? Well, the Holy Spirit can only lead one to understand. And Luther realized that the Holy Spirit would lead one to understand. And there are practical results of that. Um, 3,000 of his Bibles sold immediately into the New Testament, um, into the original language. And, more importantly, it's standard for all their Bible translations in the various languages. Do you know what the KJV is said? Now, what language is that? The King James Version, what language? English. 1604. So, Luther's translation also influenced other churches around the globe to translate the Greek and Hebrew scriptures into the original language. So it had a profound effect around the world and changed lives for freedom, religion, and religious expression. So now I can read the Bible myself and I have a Christian conscience that leads me to live my life as a Christian. And so that's profound. Um, blessings. And finally, help lead the way for the end of illiteracy. I, I once saw this sign. It was a billboard. And it said this. If you can't read, we have literacy classes at the high school on Wednesday. But if you can't read, come to our literacy classes, okay? <laughs> well, that doesn't help a whole lot of people. <laughs> we all know what literacy is. Why is the literacy rate so high in the United States, Western Europe, and South America? Well, literacy rates are so high there because if people could read, then they could read what book? Say it. The Bible. That's why literacy rates are so high. And so, so Martin Luther made it just not only am I going to translate the Bible into the original language, but I want to make sure that everyone knows how to read, even women and girls and the poor. Now, now in reading, they also can read about other stuff. They, can be, they become craftsmen or have better jobs. But in reading, they now learned how to read so they can read what? Say it. Do you ever hear of Sunday school? Yeah, many of you attended Sunday school. Sunday school was, was invented by or, or first designed by Robert Rakus, and he was a Presbyterian minister. And children, that's back in the day when children worked during the day. And so they couldn't read the Bible. They couldn't read. So Sunday school was established to teach children how to what? Read so they can read the what? And so today, this year in Reformation, we celebrate Luther taking the text, putting it to people's original language so we can read what? Do what? Read it. Read it. And this is what it's about. Okay? Uh, this is what it's about. Can you read that verse with me? This comes through faith in Christ Jesus to all who believe. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace. So my hope and prayer for us, read that word. Read in your language. Read the verse with me. It will make you wise for salvation. The Reformation the Bible in our tongue, our language, we can understand the Word of God. How about this for a closing thought? Can you read it with me? And all God's people say,